Warning: Me Time and Murder is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! Here Dancing goes. around him, reciting poetry. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God! That's crazy. No. Why? <laughs> oh well, big surprise. Oh God! <laughs> Dead on the bathroom floor. <gasps> Did it? It's okay. Oh. <laughs> Trez, what are you drinking? Today I am drinking a Nespresso Malazzo Malazio? I don't have the name in front of me. Uh, it's the decaf version. And I also wanted to update you that we tried your little trick of oh. pressing. It's not a trick, it's just how oh. it's supposed to be used, but we didn't know. Pressing the button in for five seconds on the milk frother. Yeah. And that so that so that it goes cold. We And it does did not know that. <laughs> um yeah. so Dan had been having iced, you know, the special iced Nespresso's? Yeah. And he had been putting hot milk into those. Which makes oh. no sense. Now it's nice and cold. So I'm like, now you put cold frothed milk into I- um Obviously, cold frothed is better because often coffee's too hot to drink right away, so it's better to cool it down. Yes. Yes, I see what you're saying. Um, last week, I talked about my move over to skimmed milk, and I also... <laughs> that was a riveting conversation. <laughs> Everyone wanted to know that information. <laughs> and I wanted... Because I don't... Maybe I, maybe people know this, right? I did not know skimmed milk, like the lowest percentage of fat milk that you can get, makes the best froth. Did you know that? Does it? Well, I know that in Costa they definitely use the green one. Yes, the semi-skimmed. Well, this is yeah, even more skimmed. The more uh-huh. skimmed, the better, it seems. So I've tested lots of different milks in the frother. The the lightest, lightest milk, like the froth is amazing. You get so much froth out of it. Mm-hmm. So I might stick with this milk just for that one reason, because I mean, that's really the only thing I'm putting it in, is my teas and my coffees. It's not like I'm, I'm not really a cereal person, so. You're not having frothy tea, are you? I'm not having frothy tea, although isn't bubble tea kind of like frothy tea? A little bit. Are you drinking bubble tea? I'm not drinking bubble tea. I don't think you could even get bubble tea over here if you tried. What about your me time? For me time. Oh, can I do the me time? Yes, you you can do me time. Because there was something I wanted to tell you. I can't remember. You do me time. Darren got me a present (gasps) for my birthday. Okay. I think I might know what it is. Oh, what is it? The MAC Foundation? No. No? That would be better. I would I, I think I might have preferred that. He got me God love him, he's so cute. He got me a a, kiss, a cushion a cushion? Yeah. With the Me Time and Murder logo printed on it. Stop. That's very cute. Very cute. I think it's because he's got my Seagate hard drive. Because he's uploading everything to YouTube. Yeah. So he's been snooping around on it and he's seen oh. All of our different uh, tiles and icons from the That's Instagram. so cute. It actually makes perfect sense for a cushion because it's square. 
it does yeah right and you made me a tote bag for when i go grocery shopping yeah. <laughs> and, a, and a little t-shirt that i'll wear tomorrow so you can see i was just gonna say yeah the tote bag would be good so that when the camera's following you and following your back that you can see that on your back oh yes yeah good point yeah well, it's a tote bag like a brown one for shopping oh sorry i thought it was a drawstring one Oh no! Mm. Oh. Tote on the side. Yeah, do you know what I mean? If you had a drawstring one on your back, good. you could film it from the back, and you could always see the logo. I could make it into a drawstring bag. I love drawstring bags. Like the last podcast on the left, are they the ones that say "Always be branding"? Always be brand. No, that's wine and crime. Wine and crime. I knew it was someone. <laughs> ABB. Always be branding. Okay, so Trez, are you ready to review this um, crazy story? Oh my god. Uh, Mick Philpot. Philpot. I wanted to say pothole. I swear to God, I'm so close to saying pothole. <laughs> he is like a bloody pothole. He's like pothole personified. Isn't he? <laughs> um, yeah. he. There's so much to cover. Oh my God. He is a man from Derbyshire with 18 kids at this point. He was abusive to his partners in the past a lot of them were very very young some as young as 14 he had a lot of children with all these women throughout the years he tried to murder one of his ex-partners and his ex-partner's mother he did three and a half years total for that got back out started impregnating more women he lived for 12 years this spans a lot of time he lived for 12 years in a house with his wife and a living girlfriend of his um they both had children with him um he had been on television after reaching out to itv Mm -hmm. because he wanted a bigger council house for all his children he had about nine children in the house at that point Mm-hmm. And there was more on the way. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't get his council house. and But this got him a lot of attention. He was on Jeremy Kyle. He had a sort of a, what do you call it, a documentary with Anne Whittacombe. Yeah, um, So he loved the attention. Um, so things were, in his eyes, pretty good for him for quite a long time. He's not working. He's collecting a lot of welfare for all of these children. Um, and he's got housing benefits. But his living girlfriend, Lisa, has left him, took the five children, and hasn't been seen again, which is starting to worry me because I'm like, did she leave of her own accord and she's gone somewhere safe? Or like, has something happened to her and the kids? I don't know. Because mm-hmm. he didn't agree for... Sorry, no, sorry. They're, they were in a custody battle. Yes. They were in a custody battle, so she is living somewhere else. Sorry, she has not disappeared. Um, she got a mol- non-molestation um, charge, what would you call it? Um, order? order non-molestation yeah. order taken out on him, but it hasn't been approved yet. She's filed for that. Mm-hmm. Because he's obviously... Mm, it, it, the word molesting sounds weird, but it's... Like, yeah. He, he's... He, uh, he's what? He's... The word molesting doesn't sound like what is going on here, though. 
is uh, what's he's it called harass- when you're he's harassing them? Harass. That's the word yeah. I was looking for. He's harassing her. Yes. Okay. That's where we are. That's where we're at. Yes. And okay. he says that. What was the threats that Lisa was making? He said according that to she was going to burn down his house. Uh huh. They're going to go to court very s- shortly. Mm-hmm. There was a couple more crazy claims. He's trying to uh, defame her. Is that the right word? Yeah, like trying to like call the police and stuff like this here, so that the custody stuff goes in his way. And like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I mean, the only reason he's would be doing that is because he wants the money for these children. It's not that he wants these children because he doesn't look after them. He yeah. sleeps out in a trailer. Yeah. He doesn't even want to be in the house with the children. Yeah. Um, Either his meal tickets. Um, but I also think it's sort of a pride thing. Like a woman. A control thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's a control thing that I say what goes. Yeah. She, if she gets the kids, yeah. she has now left him. She's separate physically from him. And she has his kids. Like, that's going to drive him mad. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. like a pride control mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Great review, Tres. Here we are. Part three. In the early hours of May 11th, 2012, Jamie Butler spotted a fire on Victory Road. Uh-oh. Jamie woke his brother Darren, shouting, There is a fire. We have to save the kids. The two men ran up the street to 18 Victory Road, where Uh Mick and Maria Philpott and their six children lived. Jamie and Darren were met by a wall of flames. The front door was on fire. To get to the back door, the men had to climb over the top of and down Mick's caravan. (gasps) Mick Philpott was in the backyard, calling 999 on his phone. Jamie asked Mick frantically, where are the kids? Mick replied, they are all in the back bedroom. Jamie grabbed the ladder leaning on the wall and climbed. Oh my God, these men are so brave. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Like, he's the father. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's all uh-huh. cosy outside in his caravan. Oh yeah, rang the police. These are just neighbours climbing into a burning building. Oh my gosh. Jamie noticed the window was already smashed. <gasps> he tried to shout through the window, but he couldn't breathe. Jamie described the smoke like putting your mouth around a car exhaust pipe. Whoa. Jamie climbed... I know, I've always wondered, like, what's that like? Because we don't know. What, the smoke in the house? We have no idea. Yeah, Yeah. I have no idea. Like, the closest I've come is, like, I burnt cookies really badly one time. Like, really badly. And I didn't know I'd burnt them. And I opened the oven. And, like, seriously, like, I was not right for ages (laughs) after inhaling that. Swear to God. But, like, can you imagine uh-huh. a whole house burning? Like, what that... That can kill you. Oh, That's yeah. why I just think, oh, my God, it's so brave that they're doing that. And he's so... He's just acting so instinctively. It's like... Yes. they're just, Yeah, he just automatically did it. He just automatically yeah. did it. He's such a hero, this yeah. guy. Yeah. Oh, mm. my God. Jamie climbed back down the ladder, but was still determined to save the children. He ran into the kitchen through the flames, trying as hard as he could... To find a way upstairs to save the children. Oh my god. He fought through the flames, but the staircase was engulfed. <gasps> no. There was no way up or down. Oh no. Four minutes after receiving the first emergency call, the fire crew arrived at the front of the house. 
Mick told the firefighters the kids were upstairs in the back bedroom. Once the fire crew went into the house, they were met by a thick wall of hot black smoke. They went up the stairs. The first door at the top of the stairs was a bedroom. The firefighters broke in and pulled a child from her bed. She wasn't breathing. She was quickly laid on the pavement outside where desperate attempts were made to revive her. In the next rooms, firefighters found the rest of the children, the boys. One by one, her brothers were brought out and laid beside her. They weren't breathing either. Oh no. The six children were immediately rushed to the Royal Derby Hospital, but it was too late to save ten-year-old Jade, Mick and Maraid's only daughter. Oh, as well geez, as I didn't realise there was um, Oh no, but that's just Mick and Maraid's daughter. As well as the four young sons John who was nine, Jack seven, Jesse six, and Jaden five. Every single one of Maraid and Mick's five children are now dead. Yes. Yeah. I think it's starting I'm starting to know who this person is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They all died that night. The only oh. surviving child was 13-year-old Duane. But he oh. was critically ill and transported to Birmingham's Children's Hospital, 37 miles away. Whose child was he? Maraid's? It's Maraid's child... From another? From another relationship, okay. not Mix. Okay. Wow. Okay. So he... Is he going to make it or...? Hospital staff arranged for Mick and Maria to go with Duane, but Mick refused, saying yeah, saying that he had to go to court that day to fight for custody what? of his five kids with Lisa Willis. I think the court might understand. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's been your, your other children are dead, and now your partner's uh-huh. remaining child is critically ill, and like he's lived with that child. Yeah. For basically o- his child. Over 12 years, it is basically yeah. his child, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Mick went to have a coffee instead. <gasps> In the end, uh. the police officers had to literally tell Mick and Maraid that actually you must go to Birmingham ICU as Dwayne is dying. So even Maraid... Didn't go. But I think she's not going because he's not going. I think so. She just follows him around. But it does make her look bad. Sorry, mm-hmm. Maria. Family and friends gathered at the hospital. According to family, while walking down the Birmingham Hospital hallway to Dwayne's ICU room, Mick shouted to the group for attention. The family turned round and Mick was grabbing some woman's bum. What he said hell? to them, now that's what I like. The family were horrified. Who was the other family? What? Like family and friends, you know, like uncles and aunties. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. It it, it wasn't like the paternal father of Wayne. No. 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 Okay. He's just, he's just, uh, he's just, God, he's like a child himself. Just, you know, Mm -hmm. anything for attention. Who is this poor woman that he is grabbing? I also thought that. It might have been somebody he knew. Maybe. And they're just like, oh yeah, that's Mick, you know? Yeah. can't fucking touch people I know it's just uh, like the oh thought oh my god that you would in a situation like that uh, you would that you would anyway but yeah it's especially in that setting it's like you couldn't write somebody more disgusting 
Yeah, right? Literally. Your kids have died. And you couldn't write that on a TV show or something. It's just unfathomable. Not, yeah, it, it doesn't feel real. No, right? it doesn't. Who would do that? Mm-hmm. And like we know it happened because multiple people said it, did, seen yeah. it and said it. Like, why would they say that? Like, he did oh, do that. Oh, there's more? Unless he's... Yeah. Unless he's what? No, uh, no, because I stopped myself. Because again, like you say, I always try to humanise people. Yeah. And I'm not going to do it for him. What I was going to say is, you know the way sometimes people are funny with grief and hard situations and they try to make a joke and laugh and smile to like help themselves cope. Yeah. But that's not what this is. No, it's not, not at all. No, it's yeah. not. 100%. Mm. Mm. A mortuary, mortuary manager was horrified when Mick engaged in horseplay. When he huh? was go, when he was waiting to view his children's bodies. Stop! <gasps> he's giddy. He's so happy this has happened. He can't even contain his happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's done this himself. Oh, by even the way, putting a family liaison officer in a headlock during one visit. Yeah, or oh, he's just. Do you know the type of person that he is? You know that person. Yeah, we all know that person. We all know that person. The social etiquette just isn't there. They don't know when it's not okay to be doing things and you just want to give them a big elbow. Yeah. Just dig an elbow into them and just be like, shut up. Yeah. Like he needs more than an elbow. He deserves way more. I mean, oh my gosh. (sighs) He shouldn't be walking around the streets. It just is just, just the lowest. It's just the lowest of the low. Like these children are dead. Five of them. Mm-hmm. Is it five? Five are dead. Oh my god. Yeah. So he's acting like this outside of the morgue. Oh my god. Uh, in Birmingham Hospital. Uh, apparently, he even propositioned one of the female police officers. Stop it. Mm-hmm. It's actually like he's a bit of a lunatic at this point. Do you know, it's like I do. I do wonder about his IQ. Is he? Is but he like? Is he put? Yeah. Is 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 he just so socially inept and whatever? And maybe that's just his makeup as a person, or or is he putting this on? Does he want to come across as mentally unstable? Does he want to? Or I don't. He just can't contain himself. I think he doesn't have the capacity to contain his personality. Again, and it's the worst personality in the world. We're humanising again. I think he's just a psychopath, narcissistic asshole. Everything's about him, making him yeah. have a good time. He, he has to even be having a good time when he's at the flipping. Uh, yeah, that's it. He always has to be having a good time. Uh-huh. It's all about him. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> Two days later, after the fire, Dwayne died. Okay, I thought that might be common. Yeah. yeah. So all six children in the house that night died. Oh, okay. I'm also going to throw out here that I feel like there's something to do with the bedrooms. Like, firstly, when the neighbours said, where are the kids? I was thinking, LOL, why would you ask him? He wouldn't know. It's not like he's putting them to sleep. <laughs> no. Do you know what I mean? Uh, he yeah. sleeps in the caravan. Yeah. He probably doesn't even know the bedroom setup. Probably So not. I was thinking, well, he doesn't know. But then I was thinking, he wants them dead. I haven't fully figured out why mm-hmm. but i'm thinking he's done this he wants well it's dependent on lisa but would you kill your own children just to get a dig back at an ex anyway i You've think really we'll get there jumped eventually ahead, haven't you? You're... we're really jumping yeah but the bedroom thing it's yeah. like i also think that he 
threw them off. He sent them in the wrong direction. I oh, think you he think? purposely said that they're in these bedrooms when I think they weren't. Or I don't know, maybe we can they did end up finding them in some of the back rooms, but there was a child in the front room. We'll have, yeah, we'll I have don't know. to talk about it at the end. Okay, we'll talk I about it. I just thoughts. felt like he was throwing them off, setting them off in the wrong direction. Mm. Anyway. Initially, yeah. within hours of the fire, 18 Victory Road was declared a crime scene right away. Mm, According good. to the police and the fire department, it was evident that the fire had been started behind the front door, meaning either somebody oh. poured petrol through the letterbox or mm-hmm. petrol was used inside the property to set the fire. Mm. Okay. The uncontrolled petrol fire spread rapidly, sending thick black pungent smoke up to the bedrooms where the children were sleeping. Petroleum products give off large amounts of carbon monoxide, cyanide and toxic gases. And the six little lungs breathing it in didn't stand a chance. Oh, so it was as much the petrol as it was the smoke. I was kind of relieved at that, that they would have sort of... It would have been quicker. Yeah, and more peaceful. They were still asleep. Like they would have... Okay, yeah. Suffocated. Yeah, that is better. Okay peacefully rather than oh, burned. Gosh, yeah. yeah. On the same day as the fire, officers questioned Lisa Willis, Mick's former live-in partner, as well as Lisa's brother-in-law. But Lisa had an alibi and was quickly ruled out. Yeah, I could have told her that. Mm-hmm. She lived with them kids and probably half reared them oh, alongside yeah. Mariaed. Uh-huh. It's definitely Mariaed. It's not Marie, right? It's definitely Mariaed. So, you know, why would she hurt them kids? Oh, and she no. got took her own kids away out of the house. Out of that situation. For a better life. Yeah. For safety. Yeah. That obviously, she can't take those kids. They're not hers. But, like, she cares about kids. Of course. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. She has no right to Maraid's children. She can't take them out of the house. I'm sure she would have wanted to, though. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. she cares about kids. That's why she took her own out. Yeah. She does. She, 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 her actions so far have not been uh, someone who wants to hurt the kids. You know? 100%. You're right. Mm-hmm. Later, as detectives began to piece together the events of the night, they began to question the Philpotts account. Nick told police he had spent the evening at home playing snooker with a friend, Paul Mosley. At some point, Mariad had sex with both men. Why do we need to know that? I don't know, but that's what happened. Sounds slightly made up, but also, why? Like, he's just trying to show off again. I don't know. They had a threesome, apparently. Okay. Or else she had... I think it was a threesome. But yeah, he never had a threesome with, apparently, with Lisa and Mariad. Apparently not. Okay. With Paul Mosley claiming he left around one thirty in the morning. But they've done this to establish uh, an alibi, not an alibi, but a witness that said they yeah, were yeah, like, it yeah. have been there. I feel like he's a setup anyway. Yeah. Mick and Maria went to bed in the conservatory where they fell asleep. What? <laughs> uh, Mick and Maria claimed they were asleep when they were woken by the fire alarm. On hearing the alarm, they said they exited through the kitchen. This was red flags for the police. By going through the kitchen meant Mick and Maria passed by two fire extinguishers and (gasps) a sink full of water. 
but they did not try to put out the flames. No way. Out in the backyard, out in the back garden, Maria called 999. While Mick claimed he got a ladder, using it to get up to the back bedroom of the house, where he broke the window. It became apparent to detectives that Mick and Maraid couldn't be ruled out as suspects. Plus, Mm -hmm. Mick and Lisa were due in the family court that very day. Mm -hmm. Police took the clothes from Mick, Maraid and Paul Mosley to be Mm analysed. After the fire and death of Dwayne, Mick Philpott told police he wanted to talk to the press. I know. Here we go. I think I remember, I'm starting to remember some of these. I can see the image of them in my head. The police met with Mick prior to the press conference to brief him. And according to police, Mick came in to them as happy as Larry, with no signs of grief. Of course he's happy. He's getting on TV. He loves it. He loves TV. His favourite thing. Yeah. Mm. However, whenever he was speaking to the press, he was all tears and tissues. His main message was that he wanted to give his vote of thanks publicly. He thanked all the emergency teams, the firefighters, doctors, ambulance, that were on the scene that night. But his behaviour that day at the press conference concerned the police and others watching. It appeared Mick was forcing himself to cry. Also, mm. Mick did not ask for people to come forward with information relating to the arson and mm. murder. Mm-hmm. Mick knew the house was being treated as a crime scene. Mm-hmm. The police ended the press conference early, taking them back into the briefing room, where Mick promptly fell to the floor. He lay there crying for about 20 seconds before hopping back up, chatting and joking to the cops as if nothing had happened. Bizarre. In an attempt to understand the Philpop's bizarre behaviour, the police secretly followed and recorded them. Good. Mick was heard asking Maraid if she was sticking to the story. Oh, <laughs> this is comical. I know. <sighs> Mick said to Maraid, I didn't mean to do it on my life. I was sticking to the story because if you want me to, I'll blab about it. Okay. Police also bugged the hotel room Mick and Maraid were staying in after the fire. They were able to hear Maraid perform a sex act, sex act on Paul Mosley in front of Mick. Okay. After Paul left, Mick told Maraid, I'm proud of you because you didn't want to do that. Oh, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's horrible. What? Why is she doing it if she doesn't want to do it? She's just doing it for him. That's awful. Uh-huh. Awful. Two weeks after the press conference, Mick <gasps> and Maraid Philpott and Paul Mosley were arrested. Good. Petrol had been found on all three of their clothes. Oh, great. Mm. That makes it nice and easy for the authorities. Yeah. Mm. The trial began in December. All three pleaded, what do you think? Innocent. We're so innocent. Yes. They all pleaded not guilty. And most of what I have read you came out in the trial. Mm. Like the previous all stuff. Yeah, yeah. his background. Yeah. Mm. The three accused constantly lied or refused to participate during the trial. At the trial, the defence from Raid said 
that she had effectively became a slave to her husband Mick. When her and Mick were out dogging, which was an activity he liked to do, she became pregnant and he demanded an abortion. Okay, because it wasn't his. His, Yeah. Mm. Paul Mosley did not give evidence in his defence at the trial and his role and any kind of motive remains to this day unclear. I mean, is he just really pathetic and just wanted sex? I don't know. (sighs) Who's willing to kill children for sex? (sighs) I I mean, you want to say nobody, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe they were promising him this setup of, you know, yeah, if you do this going forward, the three of us, we can have a good time together. It can be a regular thing. I mean... He went to the flipping hotel room shortly after. Yeah. Like, I was wondering, was that his quote-unquote payment? Do you know a, what I mean? A, blow, a blowy? I, I know it's pathetic and it's yeah. not a lot, but I mean, like, but was it like an agreement of this will be an ongoing thing that you'll get sex? Maybe. An arrangement? It's a really pathetic reason, though. I mean, I there's, there is no reason that you would do this, so we we're never going to be able to come up with what it what it he's just a loser yeah he probably didn't have anything going for him and thought yeah they're my friends i'll help them were they friends like they must have been i think they were friends he was i think they found that he was quite involved in their life okay like he was like on the scene a lot and i think that mick here is the leader and i'd say he convinced paul you know I've got it all planned out. I'm going to make it look like, you know, it came through the letterbox, blah, blah, blah. I've set Lisa up. It's never going to come back on us, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I also have to question, why did Paul have to be there at all? I, nobody knows. Like one person, like even Marie, like one person could have done this. Right, we don't we're nearly three people. Right, There's still a bit coming. Okay. By the end of the trial, the probable sequence of events was theorised. When Lisa left Mick, Mick became obsessed with getting Lisa and the kids back. Mm. Mick orchestrated the fire plot in a bid to frame Lisa for the crime and win custody of the children. And perhaps obtain a bigger house, (laughs) the prosecution added. Stop it. I mean, like, he was... He did hate that house. I... See, I didn't want to say that uh-huh. because I thought five children are dead. But the house did come into my mind. I was like, he has damaged this council house. Yeah. And the house was a big theme. It was, right? So it's like, I can't live in this house anymore. He burnt down. That's a good point. I I didn't want to say that, though, because I didn't think that someone could possibly... Oh, we're not finished. So this is <sighs> what the, the prosecution argues. But I think they're right. Yeah, but he thinks that the plan had went wrong. Within two minutes, the fire was far bigger than the defendants expected. It was surmised that Mick, Maria and Paul had planned to get all six children into one bedroom at the back of the house. Which is why... They didn't want them to die. Yeah, which Mm. is why they told Jamie Butler and the emergency services and crew that the kids were in the back bedroom yeah well guess what maybe you shouldn't have been having sex and sleeping in the conservatory maybe you should have been making sure they're all in the one room right Ah. check that before you oh i know i know Um, so this is a really this is a plot gone wrong this is what are they just saying it went wrong this is what is theorized 
Are the prosecution saying they didn't want to kill their own kids? I think so. You're right, because they needed the kids. For the money. That's that's why I was struggling earlier. I was like, I know Mick has done this, but why would he kill his kids when he needs them as the meal ticket? As so the meal ticket. Yeah, right. yeah, they yeah. didn't mean to. So the plan was to put the kids in the back of the house where they could be rescued through a window using the pre-placed ladder. Yeah, convenient. I thought that was a bit odd. Who has there a was ladder? a ladder ready to rock and roll. Right, ladders are always like in the shed or... On the to be honest, like I by your fence. wouldn't even think of buying a ladder. <laughs> like, I'm not sure, does everyone have a ladder like that tall to reach up to the second story? Jurors were told that Mick was to act the hero and the victim, rescuing the youngsters and framing Lisa in the process. But for mm. whatever reason, Paul Mosley left that night. The children were not put in the back bedroom and they died in their own beds, overcome with the smoke. The three were found guilty after less than eight hours of deliberation. Do you think Mosley did it on the wrong night? Well, then why would they set it on fire if he wasn't there? No, that's what I'm saying. Sorry, I think Mosley set the place on fire, right? It was like, Mosley, you're our man. We'll all be sleeping as a family in the house. You throw the fireball into the house, right? And I think they got the fucking dates wrong. Right. He throws a fireball in the house and they were like, shit, this wasn't the night. They're not all in the in the bedroom. It was like tomorrow or it was, you know. Uh-huh. Or, I don't well, know. Mariad, Mick and Mariad fell asleep. It is possible. So maybe they just fell asleep and didn't have time to put Ma- all the kids in yeah, the Yeah, Ma- maybe Mosley like, lit Well, the he fire. just went ahead with the plan. The plan was he does it that night. But maybe. they fucking fell asleep or they got the date wrong or so yeah it was a plan gone wrong like how yeah. it's the most important part of the like put oh my god yeah oh my god before leaving the dock mick philpot said to the court it's not over yet what the hell mm-hmm. but they were so cliche he's heard that in some movie I on know, tv right? and he th- what is that what does that even mean in this instance, nothing. <laughs> it doesn't actually mean anything. Um, he was given, though, life imprisonment. Yeah, I was going to say, can we skip to the part where he's locked away? Yeah, he was given life. Okay, good. Um, And then he said that after he got his sentence in. It's not so, over. Oh, sorry, I don't think I said the sentencing bit. I don't think you did. Oh, dear, that's not like me. You can so, redo it. I'll just say Go it back. now. Uh, right. Okay. Mick, Moraine and Paul were yeah. all sentenced to manslaughter. Um, were found guilty. Because they think it was like an yeah. accident thing, yeah. The three were found guilty of manslaughter after less mm. than eight hours of deliberation. Wow. Mm-hmm. And they were given life in prison. Good. Mm-hmm. So what's that, probably 25 years, something like that? I believe that's 25 years. Mm. Okay. How long ago was this? I wonder how long they've been 2012. in 2012. I just have a little bit to end. You see, I don't want him, it's not over, to be the last quote from the family. <laughs> I'd love to know a little bit from Lisa as well. I mean, when all of this went down, she, I mean, this is traumatizing mm-hmm. for her as well. Like, mm-hmm. that could have been her. She could have been killed as yeah. well. But I'm sure she, she also close. dealt with 
a little bit of guilt and grief. This yeah, happened oh, yeah. like uh-huh. three weeks or something, or was it three months after she left? Like, yeah, it's oh, not yeah, her this was fault. All, he was obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not her fault. It's him. It's him. Yeah, but yeah, it's very <laughs> traumatic for her. It is. Apparently, she, you know, was very quiet um, and crying, which I'm assuming means, you know, she okay. had was suffering from depression and yeah. grief for a long time. Yeah, I mean, wow, what an escape, though. Cheekers. Mm-hmm. A month after the fire, on the 2nd of June, 2012, six little white coffins were carried to St. Mary's Church in Derby. The prison authorities refused to allow Mick and Maria Philpott to attend. Wow. Mm-hmm. More than 400 mourners packed into St. Mary's Catholic Church. From the order of the service at the children's funeral, Jade, 10, she was described as very intelligent and well-regarded at school. John, 9, was cheerful, smiley and polite. Jaden, 5, loved lots of cuddles from family and friends. Shy and bashful Jack was the quietest sibling and a delight to be around. Jessie, six, was a loud character in the family. And Dwayne, 13, was described as a charming and caring young boy who was a protector of his younger brothers and sisters. Oh, my God. Awful. It's just awful. They're all so individual, and they just all sound so lovely. It's very sad. Just born into the wrong parents like the worst parents that you could ever have I know so <gasps> awful and that's the end yeah you want to end on the you want to end on the kids no I understand ending on the kids and not ending on him yes but it's and very in terms it's, of, it's hard to end on the kids but yeah go on oh it's, it's heartbreaking mm-hmm. in terms of Maria, like I'd say people have mixed feelings about her I do, and, yeah. and this is kind of always the case of a spouse of a you know what the heck would you call him he's so many things mm-hmm. um an abuser <sighs> she's still culpable she still did do this obviously she has to you know pay the price for that but it is always a bit of a funny one isn't it with the the partner because they're also being controlled you know who what maria oh i yeah. just checked now mm-hmm. maria was released on license in 2020. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm, I know. Sorry, I just literally. Wow. So she's out. And that means, is license, is that wee bit like parole kind of thing, or, or, where you have to check in with a, is parole the right word I'm looking for? Parole. Uh, yeah. You have to check in with a parole officer like every week sort of thing uh-huh. on license. But it's also is like, license you have of? like a curfew. You're not allowed to go to yes, certain places. Yes. We discussed this one time. You're like you're not allowed to go. It was a really to... old case, wasn't yeah. it? Was it like Mary Bell or someone like it that? It was Mary Bell, I think. And then, like you're not allowed to go to the pub and stuff like that. Like there's but certain... the way it sounded with Mary Bell, it sounded like she had to go back into the prison and sleep there at night. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe. But I wonder if the modern, the modern license might be you have your own house and you go out and about, but you're just on a tight leash. I think so. I mean, she is one lucky mother. I don't want to curse too much on the podcast. I know people don't like it, but yeah. Wow. How many years is that? Twenty twelve to twenty twenty. 
That's only eight years. Oh my god. That's really not enough. That is really not enough. There was five children. Six. Think about that. Eight years for five children. Six children. Six, sorry, Wayne Wayne Dwayne died. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. That's ridiculous. Eight years for six children. Mm Mm-hmm. But I wonder, just like I was saying, is it that element of, as people said, quote-unquote, his slave? Which, I mean, she was his slave, but it's always this question of how much is her wanting to be his slave and how much is she's been conditioned and abused and brainwashed into this, which I think there's a a big element of that. It's just hard to know what percentage of each. I, you'd love I don't to know. think it's that like, you could stop have... yourself at murder, right? Do you know what I mean? Well, she didn't know they were going to be murdered. Right, well, see, that's the thing. It's like the prosecution came up with this nice little package, but it is still possible that they just killed their kids. Like, But, but Maria, I know, but they the, the needed the kids. I don't think they did plan to kill them. Mm. Did he hate Lisa that much? And did Maria hate Lisa that much that they were willing to kill children no. to get back at her? And why would you kill children to get more children? Yeah, you're right. That aren't even Maria's children. Do you know what I mean? Like, why would she want another one's no, you're children? Right. It like, has I to think be a mistake. It, I think it was. Yeah. Because he was pumping them kids out all throughout the years. That was his life's goal, <laughs> was his I guess. Job. He had accumulated all these children. You know, like, this was his, this is all he had. <laughs> I do think it was a mistake. But then you have to say, why the jolliness then? That doesn't fit. Yes, why the it, jolliness? Yes. Why was he, like, giving somebody a headlock? Why was he pinching somebody's butt? Why he, did he not want yeah. to go to the ICU? He didn't care, did he? He, didn't, he just didn't care that they died. He was probably he just, just... didn't care because he didn't care about them. No. He probably didn't even know them that well. Probably not. But he would have probably liked to keep them for the money. It was just money. It was just they were the meal tickets. I, st- uh, I, I know, do. I'm feel- like ninety percent there, but I'm just not a hundred percent there. Do you know? I feel bad for Maraid, but the thing is, is that I mean, she's seen Lisa leave. Yeah. Right. You know, surely does that not make you think and quit? Like, obviously, we don't know her, but I mean. She did it. Like she was I know, involved. but then he went after Lisa when she left. I know, and then she would have seen that and like, oh gosh, oh, yeah, I she's definitely seen that. can't I'm, leave. I'm sure she probably also knew that he, when one of his exes left him and she went home with her parents, mm. he broke into the house and tried to kill her parent and her. Yeah. That's what happens when you leave. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll come after you. Do you know, like I think he was one step away from doing that to Lisa. I'd say, oh, there's a fly on me. I'd say <laughs> he would have. Um, he just wanted to get the kids off Lisa, and I, then I think he, he he might have then killed her after that. To be honest with you, she could have. He could have. Yeah, I think that's probably what he was going to do, so that well, she could never get them back. He wanted her in jail. Yeah, he wanted rid of her. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He he wanted her out of the picture. It, yeah. Anyway. Oh man. Okay, I think I need to gonna go and look at his face and then um um pothole. Why am I writing pothole? Oh, Mick Philpot. Oh my god, Mick. 
Ooh, there he is. Yes, that. Yes. Is that what that you were is the picture? That is the picture. He's just like hundred percent average-looking old dude. He's like got the weird grey handle handlebar mustache. His face is all he- sunken and fallen. You know, he can tell he's like, heavy on the drink. You can tell he's a heavy drinker, heavy smoker. Like, and there's not a lick of moisturizer in that house. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's only he probably like, smokes or something. He he, does. He's the skin of like a smoker, drinker. Like, I'm sure he has soft hands though. Never worked a bloody day in his life. You know, I think he's only like like late forties in those pictures. You know. Oh, he looks late fifties, if no, not what? more. I thought he, I thought he looked sixties. He looks horrendous. Yeah, he looks weathered. Yeah, I've seen that interview. Yeah, where he's dabbing his face with the tissues. He's not particularly English looking. I think it's just the handlebar mustache that's throwing me off. Yeah, just reminds me of the what was that wrestler? The Hulk? The oh, what was what was that wrestler called? Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Yeah, just bizarre that that just happened in England, isn't it? <sighs> so close to us, like, you know? I know. Something like that to happen. It's very tragic and so needless. Like, the thing I watched, the policeman just described Mick Philpott as evil and stupid. Yeah, that's actually very good summary. Very concise. <laughs> he is yeah. evil and stupid. Okay, how should we end this? Do you have any uh, advice? Know, I might go watch the Jeremy Kyle stuff in a minute. Ah, there we um, go. Go watch the Jeremy... Go, go watch Jeremy Kyle, guys. That's yeah. the advice. And what a throwback. Forgot Throw that man back. even existed. I wonder what he's doing now. Jeremy Kyle? I don't know. It'd be hard to do anything after having done a show like that for so many years, wouldn't it? Like, what do you do? I'm do you retired, just have enough money to just... Yeah, retire inve- yeah. and invest. Yeah, if he was good with his money, I hope he was. Because you know what I'm saying? After you do something like that, that's it. That, that's yeah. that's your career. Oh, yeah. No one's going to give you anything else. Because you are Jeremy Kyle now. Oh, he's Jeremy Kyle forever. Forever and ever. Yeah. Um. All right. Thank you, Sarah, for Thank recommending you, Sarah. this. And everybody go to the YouTube to subscribe. And become a Patreon. <laughs> Yes, just do it because we say it. Do it now. (laughs) Okay. There's more episodes on there if you run out. I don't know about you, but I've caught up on a lot of my podcasts. I hate when I catch up. So sad. We'll see you on the next one, guys. Slana Walia. Bye-bye. Me Time and Murder would like to thank and acknowledge our sources that make this podcast possible. References can be found on our Instagram page.